0: Welcome to the Fire and Earth Podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Groover. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your
1: limitless potential.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason Mefford.
1: And I am Kathy Groover, and we are so excited to be back with you. Hey, Jason, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, we're starting out a new year. There's a lot of people trying to lose weight.
0: There is. Resolution
1: people are fasting doing all the thing you know one thing that doesn't help us lose weight what's that jumping to conclusions what i know
0: y- you if mean if did, i oh my- if, if i just stand here and like jump to a bunch of conclusions i'm not going to lose a bunch of weight the jumping's going to help if if I actually physically jumped. Yeah, yeah. that'll
1: be okay, like with a rope or something. But no, just assuming things, we know what happens when we assume. So today, we thought we'd talk about that, jumping to conclusions, making assumptions, reactivity and communication, because all that's going to get you in trouble. And that's not good for relationships, communication, business, leadership, any of those things. So we thought we'd do that today.
0: Yeah, because I think, you know, as as we were talking about that before we hit record, it's you know how many times have you done something or said something or or somebody else has said something and you just jump to a conclusion and you have all these stories mm-hmm. right around what you think the person is meaning and most of the time it has nothing to do with what they were actually meaning right mm-hmm but but how much of the time you know do we get ourselves in trouble because we react yep. instead of responding and we've talked about that before but let's let's talk about it because especially you know as as it comes to communication we find ourselves doing this all the time oh absolutely right uh you know somebody says something you you feel a little triggered mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you start making a whole bunch of interpretations about what you think the person said, right? Yeah. And most of the time it's that mirror back on us, right? Where our insecurities or whatever else is coming up and probably has nothing to do with what's actually going on, right? Yeah. So, so, so what what are some ways that we can kind of curb this, if you will?
1: Well, and you know, one of the things we've talked about before is taking that pause. Like taking that stop for a second and actually getting curious and asking yourself, why do they say that? What's behind that? What do they maybe know that I don't? You know, I see this so often in corporations. I'm sure you've seen this too, where, you know, the higher ups make a decision, but don't give the whys. I'm all about the whys. And the people that then have to execute that don't understand. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to be on board because they don't understand the whys of that. So weird example, but I was heading to get my colonoscopy. And one of the things it said was, you know, cause as you do, <laughs> well, you know,
0: I mean, we're to that age, right? So, anyway. and
1: one, well, and one of the things it said was don't have alcohol and not that I need alcohol, but I was like, I wonder why. And I got really curious about that. And when the nurse called and said, do you have any questions? And da da da, I said, Hey, so I have a weird question. I said, I'm not going to get bombed before my colonoscopy, but I noticed in the instructions it said, don't drink alcohol. Now, red wine, that makes sense. You don't want to have that because you can't have anything red. I said, but why would you want people to not drink alcohol? She said, that's a really great question. She said, the stuff that we give you to drink that makes you, uh, is very dehydrating. People tend to not drink enough water with that. She said, and then they drink alcohol, which is dehydrating. Then they come in for the treatment and they're a little loopy and it's not as comfortable and dah, dah, dah. And I went, oh my God, that makes perfect sense. I mean, I didn't have alcohol, I didn't want it anyway, but I wanted to know why. So rather than somebody going, oh, it's stupid and drinking anyway, and then getting themselves in trouble, I got curious and said, well, I wonder why that's the case. They must have a reason for it, or they wouldn't have put it in the instructions. You know, so, and I think we need to ask more questions. I think we need to get curious rather than getting reactive. And if we can do that, then we're going to be ahead of the game.
0: Well, and that's good where, you know, one of the things that I teach people a lot too is to ask questions, right? To be To be curious. And there's nothing wrong with being curious, right? I mean, in fact, we should be curious because, because at that point, we, we are, we're not jumping to some of these conclusions. We're not, you know, placing judgment on something. And so, you know, one thing like that, if somebody says something and you're like, what the fuck <laughs> you know, sort of thing, right? Before you jump to what the fuck, what if you said, I'm curious what you mean by that? or i'm curious why you would say that right that's that's a simple clarifying question it does a couple things it forces you into that pause right uh-huh. because by the time you ask that question you're already pausing so you're getting past that seven second you know reactive time from subconscious to conscious but also you're allowing people to kind of explain what it is that they're saying, so that you can get more context as to what they actually
1: meant by that, right? Well, that, and that's a great point, because, you know, I have coaching clients that they'll go off about how they can't stand that their mother does da 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 Well, I'm not coaching their mother, and they're welcome to spend their time complaining for 10 or 15 minutes about what their mother does that doesn't actually affect them, I mean things like she wants to put money in the stock market. That's just stupid. And I don't know why she does that. And then she tells me about it. And I don't care. You know, they'll do something like that. It's not an actual example, of course. And I said, Why does that why does that bother you so much? And they it stops them in their tracks and they go, Well, I don't know. I said, Well, let's think about that. Like this is clearly triggering you in some way. So the fact that your mom is doing stuff in the stock market. Why does that bother you so much? And they've never considered that. They've never thought about why am I constantly complaining about this thing? They haven't considered the reasons for that. And maybe it's they're jealous that she has the money. Maybe they lost money in the stock market. I mean, there's so many different reasons. And I think that kind of brings me to my next tip with this is explore other options. What else might be happening in this situation that maybe you're not privy to? I had a client come flying into my office years ago she was clearly in a bad mood i said what's going on she said i waved to my friend at the gym and she didn't wave back I was like, uh, is it 1986? Like, are we <laughs> hit? like, did we go back in time to high, high school? High school never ends, right? He said, I, hi. You know, I was like, whoa. And I said, okay, well, what happened? She goes, well, I was pulling out of the parking lot and she came out of the gym and I waved and she looked at me, but didn't wave back. She obviously doesn't like me. I mean, like that was the conclusion she jumped to. And I said, okay, well, what maybe could have been the other explanation? She doesn't like me. And that's all she could come up with. She couldn't get out of that loop to consider something else. And I said, okay, maybe she didn't see you. She wasn't wearing her glasses. Maybe she just had a really bad workout. She hurt herself and she doesn't feel good. Maybe she had a really great workout, was distracted. Maybe she had her earbuds in and she was on her phone. Maybe it wasn't her. Maybe you mist- mistook who that was. I said, there's all these other reasons that she might not have waved to you. Does she not like you? I don't know, unless you ask her, you're not gonna know either. You can put that in your head or you can explore these other options. And this is why I love debating, not yelling and screaming and arguing, but debating with people that have different views than me because I want my brain to be opened up to different possibilities and different viewpoints. And that takes patience and non reactivity and open mindedness and curiosity. And these are traits that we want to have. These are traits that are going to serve us in our lives and businesses and relationships. So, but it was just interesting. She could not come up with any other reason of why this woman wouldn't have waved back. And it was baffling to me that she couldn't remove herself from that hurt. Clearly that hurt of maybe not being accepted or not being liked. And she got stuck in that, you know, like 10th grade loop of she waved to me. <laughs>
0: Well, and I think it's funny because actually, you know, it goes in line with one of the things I teach people, which I, I call it the seven stories, which is, you know, putting a number on it, come up with seven other alternative stories or seven yep. other nice. right ways of thinking about it. Because yeah. it, it, and why the number seven? It's a good number.
1: Right? Alliteration.
0: <laughs> it, well, it's it, it's more just because exactly what you were talking about with your client. Usually we can come up with two or three pretty easily, but chances are those two or three that we kind of knee-jerk react to are stories that don't serve us. They're just just reinforcing how we want to feel, right? So so your client, for whatever reason, wanted to feel hurt. Uh, I don't know why, right? But again, I mean, that gets into some deeper stuff. And so the only things that she could come up with, the, the couple that she could come up with were things that, you know, reinforced how she was choosing to feel. But when you get to seven, you know, if you if you kind of force yourself to go to seven, all of a sudden, you're going to open up some of these other possibilities that you never considered before, where normally you might stop after two or three. And so, you know, again, like you, like you kind of went through with her, maybe she had a good workout, maybe she was hurt, you know, maybe she was whatever, right? Maybe the, the sun was shining on your car window and she couldn't tell who was in there. She <laughs> didn't even see that anybody was waving, right? right. I mean, there's all these other, other things. And, and the one thing that I love to do with that is, you know, write down what those stories are, pick the one that makes you feel the best. <laughs> right so choose to believe I love that yeah choose to believe the story that's going to serve you the best right. so you know the, the, that's going to get you to a different emotional state you know again if you don't want to feel hurt and left out and rejected then pick a story and choose to believe that story that's going to help you you know move on right yeah. Probably just didn't see me. Not a big deal. Nothing personal. right? Right. And, and get her to a different emotional state.
1: We take everything so personally and I'm guilty of that too. You know, I mean, how often has like our partner come home in a bad mood and our first thought is, are you mad at me? What did, I do? Well, where, did I do something wrong I mean, that's where
0: I tend to go is did I do something wrong right like that little Jason ego state comes mm-hmm. out like oh has Jason been a bad boy did I mm-hmm. did I do something I didn't mean to do did I mm-hmm. right and so it again it's it's times like that where I don't want to feel like that little boy who's in trouble right I'm a grown-ass man right, right. so I I should instead pick some other story that's that's going to serve me better yeah because it like we've we've said before too right all stories are not true so just pick the story if 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 we know that all these different stories probably are not true Uh then at least pick a story that makes you feel better
1: yeah yeah absolutely that's a great way of thinking about it and if here here's the here's another quandary what if it's something that really doesn't have anything to do with you? So I'm, I'm running for a board of an organization. And so I'm getting to see how the sausage is made. It's not pretty uh, as it never is. Right. And.
0: Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt, you know, you, you never want to see how sausage or politics are made.
1: Yeah. yeah it's political and it's it's surprising to me the reactivity of some of the folks in this organization not in the board itself but sort of like just in the membership at whole at large where they'll read one little thing and they'll you know they'll plant that and it'll sprout into the and the next thing you know the the people in charge are having to waste all this time putting out these fires because people read one thing and rather than waiting for more information asking for more information, getting curious, saying, oh, this thing was approved. Great. Let's wait and see what happens with that. They get so reactive. And then what they do is they spit it up all over social media, which causes all this conflict, all these hurt feelings. I heard the it's like, oh my God. And I don't know how to encourage everybody to take a pause, take a step back, breathe for a second and not be so reactive to this stuff and you know i'm really hoping to be on the board and i'm hoping to make a difference and one of the things that i'm gonna have i have an ask for the membership is calm down
0: (laughs) please down and listen to this episode
1: (laughs) yeah don't you know as my mother would say don't go off half cocked um because we do that, you know, we get one little piece of 30 pieces of information and we think that's the the, the truth and that we can run with that. And I just, I, I and then there's this hive mind of, <gasps> you know, and then it grows this horrible game of telephone where suddenly, you know, everything's on fire when all we did was buy a pack of matches. And it's, it's fascinating for me to watch how quickly that grows and spreads that misinformation or disinformation or whatever we want to call it.
0: Well, because like you said, it, it starts to compound on itself, right? Mm-hmm. And, and again, as as humans, we like to think of it, uh, everything as linear, but everything is not linear. Everything is causal loop, network, architecture yeah. kind of stuff. And we won't get into all the details on that in, in this episode because we spent a whole episode on that. But But each of those particular events... Can either accelerate or decelerate, right? What happens? Cool. And so again, you know, maybe here's another tip for people: is in the in that kind of a situation, don't pass it on, right? right. Is That's, is that exactly? Is that if you feel triggered in that, if you pass that on, right, to somebody else, if you post on social media about it, if you get pissy and gr- you know grumpy about it and start bitching and moaning to your friends about it then all of a sudden, what it does is that energy then flows into them as well. And what you're doing is you're accelerating that. And we see this so much, you know, in in emotional states that we're in, right, you're feeling all happy, and everything is great. And then your friend comes along and bitches and moans at you. And all of a sudden, they tend to pull you down into that depression or sadness that they're in, instead of you staying up at that other you know, higher emotional state where you were, right? So, so one thing is don't pass it on, because it's going to end up making it worse for everybody else. And, and and just, you know, have the courage to just, it stops here. right? Right.
1: And that's so interesting, because as you're saying that, I'm thinking, why, what is the appeal of passing that on? Well, I think it's ego, Oh, I heard this thing first. Let me tell everybody, you know, there's something to be said for being the first to spew that information out. And I think people like to stir the pot. Mm -hmm. I think their rebel comes out or their, you know, excuse me, you know, some ego state is like, they feel rewarded for, ooh, let me, oh, I'm going to tell everybody what's happening. And I heard this thing and I want to let everyone know. And, you know, I mean, I think there's there's a reward base to that, at least in their own thing, or maybe in the group. Oh, did you hear what Julie said? Everybody was doing, and you know, she told us that you know. So she's the inform- she's the one that is in the know. And you know, I read it first. I want to tell everybody. I think there's a reward for that somehow. I mean, that's the only thing that would make sense. Or else you'd read that and go, oh, interesting. Let's see what happens with that.
0: Well, there is, and that's that's where because as you're talking, right, that there there are different people who do like to stir the pot, right? I prefer to watch my drama on TV and leave it out of my life right that's that's just that's just my yep. take on it right so so i don't i don't want the drama i don't need it i try to stop it or ignore it and go oh that's interesting right mm-hmm. but there are people who like to stir the pot who like to try to get other people in trouble right yeah. i mean as you were talking it reminded me of one of my kids who always loved to tale on the other kids right there was just something about in her personality that she liked she liked to watch other people get in trouble, right? Which is kind of sick <laughs> in some ways. But anyway, it's you know, there's people probably our just, next
1: episode. <laughs> yeah.
0: There, there's some people that are just that way, right? Mm-hmm. And even if there's, you know, nothing malicious about it, you know, sometimes these things are just done subconsciously. We don't even realize we're doing it. Sure. But that's that's why, too, there's that whole saying, misery loves company. Yeah. as well right that, that so much of the time when we're hurting when we're feeling whatever we want the other people around us to feel that too but we shouldn't pass it on right, right. It's, it's one of those things that takes courage for us to stop and not pass it on to other people
1: well and what I was thinking about as you said that is okay so let's say you read something you know in the minutes of the board meeting and you go oh my god I feel threatened by this you want to mount a an army to support your position, right? So I can see why somebody would read that and go, oh, I don't like that. And then they share it with everybody in hopes of getting enough people on board that then that gets fought. Mm-hmm. So that might be part of it too, is you're, you preemptively mounting a strike, except the problem is nothing was threatening, it was simply a line in a thing that something was, a, you know, I mean, it, nothing happened, you know, and it goes along with that reactivity, but then also that I need people on my side it's that I need to be accepted thing. So let me get people on my side, even if the information's wrong. Sounds like that could be a thing.
0: Yeah. I think it definitely is for some people,
1: right.
0: You know, but again, it's, it's, you know, for everybody listening, right. You, you get to decide you get to choose what you're going to do. Yep. Are you going to be that person that, you know, goes into something uninformed because you reacted, you jumped to some conclusion and, and potentially find out later you were totally wrong or would you rather get some clarity, you know, respond up for, you know, later on? Because again, maybe there is something to it. You find out a little bit more information and you're mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, yep. Something is not right here. Yeah. Then you want to mount the troops, you know, and get everybody ready to try to, to try to make a change. But so much of the time, it usually doesn't even matter.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So (laughs) let me throw a scenario by you since we're having this conversation. So what if you want more information? You want to be curious. You read this one thing and go, holy shit, what are they doing with that? And no one will give you information. Mm. I have a client whose boss will say things like, make the report better.
0: But not say how to make it better.
1: Right. What does that mean? Does that mean a bigger font? Does that mean puppets? Does that mean colored graphs? What does that? <laughs> puppets, what does make it better puppets mean? Puppets and colored colored graphs yeah. would make it better. Right? It makes everything better, right? So you know this, and we figured it out. But it's like this woman was you know trapped in this company with bosses that didn't want to communicate with people that would give vague information, and she felt so stuck because she wanted to be better and she wanted information and she couldn't get any. So what do we do with that situation?
0: Well, that, that's one where it's, it's uh, I was actually just having a, a discussion with a client about a similar similar kind of thing where, you know, performance had been great the whole year, Come into the year-end discussion. there was some gen, you know generic thing about, yeah, but what did you do? right? Your team did this, but what did you do, right? So he was kind of, he was kind of feeling like, what do you mean? My team is me, <laughs> right? right? I mean, we did all of these things, right? And, and I think, you know, sometimes when people don't give information like that, right? If, if, if you're If you're being curious, you're trying to ask for some sort of feedback that you can actually do something about, the there's there's probably a couple of reasons and and at least from a leadership perspective there's a one that i see most of the time which is the person doesn't know they don't know that's oh. why they're not giving you an answer yeah um you know like in this instance we we figured out it, it really is probably you know i don't know if this person's boss just got laid into by their boss oh. or sometimes there's always this feeling like Well, whatever you're doing, it's not good enough. So you got to improve. I don't know what it is, but you got to do it better, right? And so, so much of the time, when people won't give you a response, it's typically because they don't know or they don't understand. Yeah, you know, you'll see this a lot of times when people will will talk about something. They'll, you know, we see this as speakers sometimes, right? Where somebody will be, you know, there'll be a speaker. They've recorded their speech, and then somebody asks them a question. And they don't really give them an answer. And a lot of times it's because they don't know the answer. Yeah, (laughs) They don't know the answer, but they don't have the courage to say, you know what? That is a really good question. I'm not quite sure. Mm -hmm. Let me get back to you on that.
1: Yeah. Which is what I know you and I do. It's like, I've had people ask me a question where I, where I kind of start to answer it. Then I realize I actually don't have the answer to that. I did an ego state talk in Chicago and somebody asked me a really good question. Even I went, wow, I've never read. That's a great question. Had no idea what the answer was. Mm-hmm. And I, so I kind of like, I didn't answer around an answer, but you know, I told them what I knew, what I thought about that position. And then I went, you know, and ultimately that's a great question. I don't fully know an answer to that. I said, let me think about that. You know, let me shoot you an email. Let me connect you with someone that would know. Let me refer you to a book. Let, you know, there's options to that other than, not giving an answer at all and we see this in politics all the time people give non-answers all the time i mean that's their job is to give non-answers but yeah so interesting interesting
0: yeah at least at least that's been my my uh experience usually is people Mm -hmm. they're they're they don't have the courage to admit that they don't know and so they usually try to deflect give a non-answer yeah uh, you know do something like that, which again, it's it's frustrating for the person because again, like your client, well, what does it mean to make the report better? I want to do better, right? You know, what is it? And and again, I mean, a lot of times if if you try to ask follow-up questions and you're just getting dodged, then <clears throat> what I typically do is well, they really don't know what they want, so I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm gonna do at some point. Right. Maybe they're gonna figure it out, and they'll give me some more constructive, concrete things that I can do something about. if not, then I'm just going to ignore it, and I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing and 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 most of the time when you do that, yeah, it becomes a non-issue right They right. felt like they had to say something that's a good point you know and and okay, you said it, great, right, and now I'm just going to go about my merry business and chances are you're never going to follow back up with me because it wasn't it wasn't really that big a deal anyway and there was yeah. no substance behind the comment
1: that's actually a very good point yeah i mean you can't measure that mm. <laughs> oh good you made it better i didn't change anything <laughs> you know we've all seen that too where it's like make these you know change something and then you don't change it They're like, oh this is so much better you're like it's the exact same thing i just gave you yeah yeah Cool. Great. So yeah, taking a pause, trying not to jump to conclusions, getting curious. And I love the seven stories idea. That's really great.
0: Yeah, just, you know, it, it forces you putting a number out there just forces you to try to get outside of your comfort zone of, of the first knee jerk couple of things that uh-huh. come to mind. Because when you get to that fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh one, it's usually a completely different view of the world than you yeah. went into it as you were triggered.
1: I love that. Anything we can do to expand our minds because once you stretch it out, you can't go back Can't go back to little. So that's, that's nice. Very, We're like, yeah, I loop. know. I love it. I love it. All right. Cool. Balloons, nice. puppets,
0: colored charts. Jump rope. Jump rope all make things better.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Obvious. And wine. And, and colonic- wine. Uh, col- uh, colonoscopies. <laughs>
0: colonoscopies, too.
1: <laughs> you do lose weight. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but we would, this is not we're not, you know, putting out any medical advice. We would not oh, no. encourage anyone to lose weight by having multiple colonoscopies.
1: <laughs> I don't think they let you do that. We do encourage you to get everything checked to make sure you don't have cancer. We do encourage yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And what a great place to leave it. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. So uh, let's try to be not react, not as reactive. Take a pause, get curious, try to tell those seven stories. It's great. Cool. How can people find you, Jason?
0: I can be reached at jasonmefford.com.
1: Cool. I can be reached at Groover.com.
0: All right. And with that, everybody, go out, have a great rest of your week. Don't jump to conclusions. And uh, we'll catch you on a future episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. See ya. See ya.